1: Anxiety makes you believe that the problem is bigger than it actually is, and it also makes you believe that you have less of an ability to handle that problem, but that's not true.
0: Hi, welcome to People of Purpose, and I'm your host Tanner Badgley. This week we are having brain researcher and entrepreneur Cody Isabel to talk about creating human AI OS to unite humanity and shift human evolution. He's the CEO and co-founder of Rewrite and Rise which is a mind, brain, and body lab that focuses on bringing successful treatment outcomes to those healing from emotional abuse, burnout, or an identity crisis, like after a breakup or during a quarter-life crisis. He's also a co-founder of CBAI, an artificial intelligence AI company that specializes in building AI more like a human brain, where he contributes brain architecture and anatomy knowledge, as well as does internal coaching with all the developers and team to prevent burnout while optimizing productivity. Together, these two companies are working to create affordable human-machine neurotechnology devices and software tools to help people regulate mental and emotional health, heal trauma, live a healthy lifestyle, and edit beliefs and behaviors faster than ever before. Some of the topics we're going to dive through are his company, Rewrite and Rise, the role of AI in achieving his purpose, a live consultation process talking about my purpose and my real estate company, and a list of more interesting topics. Well, let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. Hello, people of purpose. I have Cody Isabel here with me today. He is a neuroscience and AI person, a purpose driven person. Um, He's had this really varied background. And I'm really excited to talk about what his purpose is. And then he asked to, to spend significant time talking about my purpose as well. So this should be a refreshing new type of interview format. And we're really excited to have you. Thanks for being here, Cody.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Cool we're (laughs) in the same town but uh first time we're meeting each other so big small (laughs) town apparently
0: yeah for sure yeah we're in kansas city you're a local you're from blue springs i saw i'm from topeka so i'm not exactly local but an hour away from here that's
1: okay
0: (laughs) good to get to know you Topeka's
1: cool topeka has the most 5g infrastructure in the entire planet that's crazy
0: i I did not know know that that really
1: really. yeah it's nuts topeka kansas
0: (laughs) hmm okay well, uh, yeah. Can you give a little bit of background of like who you are and what you do, and then we can kind of break down your journey a little bit from there.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'm uh, right now. I, I run a company called Rewrite and Rise. Um, we're a mental health AI company. My background's in cognitive behavioral neuroscience. I love the brain, and we help people with brain programs. So a lot of the time, like bottom-up brain programs. Um, so whether that's a lot, we spend a lot of time people struggling with like emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, burnout, things like that that inflame your brain and produce anxiety. So like one of our biggest focuses is helping people go from anxious to action. So anxiety is a huge focus for us. Lots of people struggle with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So we uh, help them with brain programs to heal their brain bottom up. So your mind, brain and body are connected and your body holds your brain, your brain holds your mind. And so a lot of talk therapy can make traumatic trauma or things like that worse and re-traumatize you when you're just Mm -hmm. talking in the mind. And so what we really focus on is healing the body bottom up which heals the brain. When the brain is healed, the mind is more ready to process and uh, reprocess and go back through that trauma and release it um, and heal. And so that's a lot of what we help people with today. And then we track your biometrics. So your body again is really indicative of your mental and emotional well-being, um, your physical health, because your body's holding your brain. And so we measure people, we collect a ton of data on people, whether it's Apple Watch, WHOOP, whatever it is. We're partnering with Garmin soon to collect biometric data, so heart rate, blood oxygen, heart rate vari- variability, temperature, all sorts of different things, activity level, sleep, sleep data. And then we analyze that and then can improve their program. So you go to a therapist, you talk, that's awesome. You come to us, we help you get into action um, and we enrich your program with your data about your mental health. And so for example, like someone could have um, their heart rate skyrocketing throughout the day and we would be like, hey, you're having micro panic attacks all day multiple times a day. Here's what we can do. Let's process through what's going on in those moments so that you can live a more mentally and emotionally stable and healthy life. And so that's what we're doing right now. And so am mostly focused on.
0: Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's like at the key of like everything that you're basically removing all the obstacles to people like fully stepping onto their purpose and not living like rooted in their trauma or past behavior patterns, or, you know, relationships, yeah. things like that.
1: Yeah, precisely. Helping others achieve happiness and purpose in their life is my one of my purpose MTPs, massively transformed the purpose. And so, I uh, yeah, absolutely, I love doing it. <laughs> we Very do groups, cool. we do individual coaching. It's fun.
0: How would you grow up in a place like Kansas City and get exposed to to this type of thing? Like, where on your journey did you start to see that this is you know you're different and this you can have this kind of purpose and build a career around it?
1: Um, I would say like business, science, things like this, technology. I've always like loved so YouTube and like research and school. The college I went to had a uh, cool neuro- neuroscience program. But then also had some cool entrepreneur like groups you could be a part of and things like that. And so I'm reading Steve Jobs' autobiography. I'm watching Elon as he's like growing, doing all this crazy stuff he's doing, like learning the stuff in school, like how to be an entrepreneur, like. Built a Bitcoin mining app with a group of people like forever ago, um, wow. uh, before it was even like Bitcoin was a thing, just because I was like, this is cool. What is this? And I had no idea what it was. So I just always love that stuff. Like YouTube's a huge place where I love to learn. And then reading. I do a lot of reading, um, whether it's like fiction, like future fiction type stuff like Peter Diamandis is one of my favorite dudes on earth. He writes some crazy books like abundance and bold, the future's faster than you think. That uh, just puts you into the future. And I've always loved that stuff. And so that's where they really, like gathered through high school, college, um, that I really started to figure some of those things out. And then AI specifically was after, uh, in my first, the first company I started our, uh, my co-founder uh, was, is, is a genius uh, in the realm of like math and bioengineering and all like those types of things. And so that's where we started to really start to uh, examine the the difference between the the brain and like AI or machine learning and AI mm-hmm. and today. And so that's really where I got super passionate about it because I started to realize, holy crap, the brain and the and these technologies are so similar. And so that would be kind of where I think some of it came from.
0: Wow, that's super cool, dude. And then so you you basically studied entrepreneurs, but then you're also coming at it from science and uh, technology. What is your focus right now? It seems like you're really involved in AI. How's that making a new shift in how you help people to achieve purpose?
1: Yeah, so the biggest things that we focus on um when we work with people are like identity and like creating a hero, becoming more self-led conceive, believe and achieve. So purpose is conceive, believe is head trash and trauma and like anxiety and that kind of stuff. And then achieve Mm -hmm. is behavioral change, habits, patterns, routines, things like that. Cause that's how you get everything. That's how you achieve the things. And so once you've got like that heroic vessel (laughs) that you want to go and attack something with, you need to be able to see where you're going so that's your purpose and have a reason for that hero to go on the journey purpose. Um, and then believe you can get, get over the gap. Like if you're on this side of the cliff and there's a giant chasm here, how are you going to get over here? You got to believe you can. And so having that self-confidence, self-esteem and going from anxious to action is really what we focus on in believe and then achieve is taking the steps. Yeah. So taking the steps um, and then enrich- enriching like those four things, those four categories with the like, data and like tools, like technology tools, uh, biometrics, and then a lot of science, cognitive behavior, neuroscience, internal family systems, like bottom-up methodologies for healing yourself. That's what we're really focused on. Collecting data today is our biggest focus uh, so that we're prepared for the future. <laughs> so we have d- unique data to train the models of the future with, essentially. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What kind of metrics are you using to like track how aligned someone would be to their purpose?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, biggest thing is we've got, we, we take people through an MTP process, massively transformative purpose. Um, and so there's multiple ways that we do this actually. So this is a, it's a neurological process that can help someone craft their purpose statement and addict them to that statement. So the same thing, social media uses the same neurochemicals we can use to addict someone to their purpose. And so, which sounds crazy, <laughs> but uh, it's less crazy than it seems, but it's really just a, like a, a mixture of some what you're curious about, what you're passionate about, and big problems you want to solve in the world. Mm -hmm. And then putting those into a stew, stirring it up, cooking it up, and then popping out what we call an MTP, a massively transformative purpose, which is from Peter Diamandis and Stephen Coulter. And once you have that purpose statement, so like for me, create a human AI operating system is one of my MTPs. I've got two of them. And so once you have that statement, then you need to blueprint it out. And so we have... Uh, we help people break down their purpose. So your purpose, your MTP is your entire life. Here is what I want to do with my whole life. Then mm-hmm. we've got HHGs, hard, high, hard goals. So you can break down the milestones of your life from your MTP, right? So for me, starting a AI company is an HHG. Uh, getting a degree in neuroscience is an HHG because it takes over it's not my entire life, but it takes multiple years, three, four, five, six years, could be 10 years. So Elon, one of his HHGs to get people to Mars, his MTP is to get people to Mars. One of his HHGs is to start a space company, SpaceX, to start an electric car company, to start a boring company, to start the Starlink. And those are all HHGs. Um, and then from HHGs, you can break those down into clear goals, which are over years and quarters. And so you break your like multiple year goals down into years and quarters. Okay, when am I going to start that one? Cool. Once I started that one, now I'm in. Let's I'm in a like I'm 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 in, I'm in a neuroscience degree course. That's a four year thing. So year one is my freshman year. Here's what I'm going to do: first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fifth, or fourth quarter, and then you break down into clear goals, and then you've got your monthly goals inside of those. And then you've got weekly goals and daily goals. <laughs> and so you break, we help people break their MTP down all the way down to daily so they can live on purpose every single day. And then they can measure that. And we can help them measure that. It's a process we call 3M1M, 3Most1Must. But every day they know that what they're doing, like they're doing the three most important things they need to get done and the one thing they must get done today so they can make sure they achieve their weekly goals. If they achieve their weekly goals, they achieve the monthly goals. If they achieve the monthly goals, the quarterly goals, yearly goals, HHG goals, MTP essentially. So we work backwards. So that's from again, like Peter Diamandis, Stephen Coulter, like Elon. They all use this kind of like uh, uh, first principles, reverse engineering thinking, and that's what we help people do. And then we help track that. So how'd you do? Like where are you at? What's your progress? Getting dashboards, and, and we can uh, help them. So that's pretty in depth on how we work <laughs> when we do it. But um, that's uh, that's how we would measure.
0: Wow, that's super cool. That's really. really what about
1: cool. you, bro? What's your purpose?
0: the beginning of the podcast, like five years ago, I said my purpose was to help um, people find and fulfill their purpose. Um, and so I see that that's through giving them the courage to wholeheartedly pursue it and then giving them the tools and resources like, like you, like other guests, to be able to tap into to get on, on a pathway that keeps them there. Nowadays, I think what I focus on is I'm after creating living communities for purposeful people in Kansas City and Thailand. So I'm involved in real estate. Um, I live in a house of seven people and we're all involved in my real estate business <laughs> and um, we are designing the future together. So big part of this is community, bringing people together. I, I focus a lot on how, how people's gifts are aligned to their purpose, where they find passion, where they have unique skill sets, um, where they come alive and then piecing that together and creating synergy off that. So that we can live more fulfilling lives holistically—not just financially, not just um, relationally, not just health—but it's like all together. And then ultimately, what I want to be involved in is creating like new education system that trains mm. leadership, social emotional learning, emotional intelligence, you know, financial well being, how to achieve financial freedom, how to be an entrepreneur, things of this nature, so that yeah, society can people can just have a lot more empowerment and achieving their purpose and not just be slave to some system that they didn't really get to participate in creating.
1: I like that getting people out of the matrix. What got you passionate in that? How did you figure that out? Like, where did you, uh, when did you first realize, Oh shit, I want to help people with this.
0: Um, I think a big one was when I was 23, I went through a breakup and a brain injury. Uh,
1: What flavor of brain injury?
0: Um, I don't know. It was a traumatic brain injury. It was my fourth, fourth diagnosed one. Damn. I had, When I was 19, I fell down the mountainside at y- Yosemite National Park and spent the night on the mountain in a stretcher with the search and rescue team, got helicoptered no out way. in the morning. Uh, so that was like massively life altering. That was probably the first big one. And But then it didn't like completely change my behavior. I, I woke up to like the sense that there's more and I need mm. to be more aligned to it. And I need to like be better in how I participate in relationships but then I, I got stuck on a girl, stuck on like just being in the present, enjoying college. And when college ended, when she broke up with me, when I was working a, a job I felt no passion for. Um, and then I hit my head again, playing basketball. I was diagnosed with six weeks of work disability from a neuro, like a neurologist. And wow. that was that was an amazing gift. I just laid around listening to YouTube Tibetan bowls, all the curtains and blinds closed. Uh, no distractions in my life, no nothing I had to commit to. That's when I came to this understanding about, you know, what makes me come alive. And that ultimately kind of led me to going to Thailand. I became an English teacher in the village in Thailand off of just this vision of me being in a warm place and having like health rehabilitation happen and being in a low stress environment, not worrying about money, living in my gifts of like teaching, which I wasn't like super qualified or to do in America at the time. And then being there nice. I just started reading all these things. I read the autobiography of Steve Jobs. I read about the 4-hour work week. I listened to Tim Ferriss's podcast. These type of things just like opened up a lot of doors for me. I met a lot of financially free people in their 20s doing like kind of the e-commerce, digital nomad lifestyle over there. Found the girl that I ended up marrying. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Nice. And so I, I guess I saw like um how it can be done and, and how you it doesn't have to be this certain cookie cutter way that you're raised to think about in Topeka, Kansas, the more of the nine to five get a stable career, have a major that's aligned. yeah right that's just
1: Topeka. That's the world I feel like there's a lot of people that <laughs> believe those things as well. That's cool. I was wondering where Thailand kind of came into the conversation as well.
0: Yeah, I had studied abroad in Morocco my junior year in a journalism program, lived with a Muslim host family in the Medina, like the old city. And uh, that was when I had like last really felt super fulfilled and happy. And so I was remembering back to that and I was like, I want to go to some place that's completely foreign culture to, you know, Western American lifestyle, plus all those other things, warmth, beach, beauty, nature, massage, teaching, money is not a concern. The economy is really cheap there. And so I just made the decision to move there by myself. And that was where a lot of my authentic purpose journey got started.
1: That's cool. You said you got a TBI in uh, basketball. I, I got a few too. I played college basketball and I got four concussions as well. So we, uh, we match on that. Where, where, where were you playing or what were you, what were you doing?
0: I was just playing like in a competitive, like pickup environment um, with people that nice. some of them had played college basketball It was a lot of like people that had kind of like graduated in the last five to 10 years from my college that were having this like alumni pickup league thing. Um, So it was really competitive environment and I didn't play competitive basketball. I played ultimate Frisbee. I still play competitively. Um, Oh, that's cool. So I was, I was fitting in enough, but, I I don't know. I just, I was an angry. I was angry at my life. I was frustrated and I made a stupid decision to try to catch up to some guy who stole the ball from me and had an easy layup. I tried to turn on the jets and go 110 miles an hour. And I went to block a shot, tripped over my feet and smashed my head into the wall. There was no mat behind the goal. So it was like a concrete oh, wall. Yeah. No
1: way. Holy crap, bro. That's, that's tough. <laughs> that sucks. all Frisbee's cool though. One of my favorite, uh, you asked how I kind of learned technology uh Marquez Brownlee uh, mkbhD on YouTube he's a humongous tech guy and he is an ultimate frisbee uh professional in New York as well and so it's kind of crazy <laughs> that uh
0: Ultimate frisbee
1: is an intense game you guys usually got some bunnies too you can jump
0: <laughs> yeah man I've I've loved it it's been such a life-giving thing for me I started in college at 18 I'm 31 and I still played competitively last summer got to travel all over the country and yeah, train hard. And it's, it's fun. It's how I met my wife. It's how I met my business partner. It's been really instrumental in my life.
1: That's cool. How is, uh, you mentioned real estate as well. And I know got a lot of stuff I saw, like in the Google, <laughs> the Google of Canner uh, was, uh, real estate related. How does real estate, uh, how is that a vehicle for you to achieve your purpose at the current moment?
0: Um, I think it's, well, it started off as a pathway to, um, achieving like financial freedom. I didn't want to like Mm. force my purpose stuff to make me like all my money. Like, I I think that, um, Mm. I guess I, I like to be more giving of this kind of like my podcast people of purpose and the services I do are, are more just like fun things. I don't want to put a lot of pressure around that being like the source of my income. It's kind of how it started. Um, I think like real estate is a pretty clear pathway to financial freedom, passive income. It's like got all the tax benefits and stuff. Just, Mm. I don't know. I I was following the synchronicities of my podcast. Like that time I had several guests that had done that world. And I understand that this world is very social. There's like, it's very networking based, which I am. Mm -hmm. So it's like a team sport. You get to build this like small company. It doesn't need to be some giant empire but it's best with like a few people. So you get to kind of work in this like close knit team. Then you get to like provide people homes, which feels really impactful. You don't have to do tons and tons of transactions. Like one transaction on on a monthly basis can provide massive financial impact to your business and to yourself. Yeah, it's going to ultimately be able to keep growing while I don't have to work on it. And it's also, yes. I think, a prerequisite skill set for me building out this living community where we get some land and we break ground and we build dwellings and, you know, have like a small town, like a, people joke like Tanner Town um, is kind of what I want to create, like a, a new town, a new way of being together that's in alignment to all these things that we talk about here.
1: That's lit, bro. Yeah. I've talked about wanting to build by a mountain <laughs> and be able to like build inside of a mountain. I think that'd be cool too. But same type of vibe, same type of like... uh community vibe and stuff like that i just visited a mentor
0: that has built a, uh, built a community on a mountain they bought a powder mountain in utah Ellia. his name's elliot Bisnow. you should check him out what uh, is it called his name is elliot Bisnow he sold like a media company with his dad for like 50 million plus in his 20s and then he created this big time uh, mastermind for entrepreneurs that are purpose-driven um he had like I don't know. Kobe Bryant goes. He knows he's had dinner with Elon Musk like several times. Um, wow, Bill so Clinton cool. goes to them. Uh, founders oh, of YouTube, Google. He just has this amazing network through all that. And yeah, like my business partner Philip um, is in some like mentorship with him uh, from some Instagram challenge when he wrote his first book. And so I just got to go on this like really intimate trip to Miami where he paid for everything on my trip. And there's like a group of six of us and hung out with him a bunch and it was really, really cool.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> you yeah. don't get to do that often. Is the community vibe, did that kind of come from Thailand? Like like when your time in Thailand where it was like that close-knit like group? Yeah, and I was to... like,
0: my wife comes from a small village in Thailand and uh, I got mm-hmm. to spend several weeks there in a row and I just got to see like the beauty of people coming in and out of, of the house Everyone's kinda of like contributing and serving. It wasn't like every man for themselves. They grew the food right there. They made the food right there. When there was mealtime, lots of people would come gather around. I couldn't mm-hmm. speak with all like with everyone super well. Um <laughs> I forgot I was, about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was learning Thai, so I can speak enough Thai to talk with people. But these aren't even Thai people; they're uh, hill tribe people, Karen hill tribe. So it's like an indigenous people group from the border of Myanmar and Thailand that my wife comes from. So they have a whole new language, Um, but just like the essence of like the joy and happiness that that brings, is I just think it's really missing in in the upbringing I had, which was more uh, suburban, more like isolated nuclear family dwellings, not really being too involved in each other's lives and like a you know like you're not really creating something together but this was like her dad founded this village and so i got to kind of interview him through her and ah. i just thought all that was like super inspiring i was like why well, why not why not me why can't i create something like this and at the time i was enjoying like masterminds being an entrepreneur like masterminds were this like big thing that just unlocked a lot of understanding for me because uh and that's like basically like a community within entrepreneurship where people are sharing their secrets, their resources, yeah. tools, tips, strategies, understanding of the market, all that kind of thing. I was like, well, what if we could kind of combine the two where it's like a holistic lifestyle that has that village vibe and it's like entrepreneur, like we're creating the future. That would be like oh, fun. That's, to like, that's to connect cool. Yeah.
1: mastermind is something I'm looking at right now as well. I'm in that stage of the entrepreneur where I'm just like people I'm asking for advice just don't have, Advice I need, and I'm like, like this is, uh, this is not useful to me anymore. <laughs> and I just need, like, I need to step up a little bit. How did you get involved in masterminds, or what was your first uh, dipping of the toe into the old mastermind world? Like, what? Uh, and this happened in Thailand as well, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, I got involved through my podcast. I just had guests that would invite me into into their world, and so it kind of started with one on one coaching, and then I got involved um, in. Like an actual mastermind. I did a year of Alexander Keenan's Win Mastermind. It's like World Influence Network. Um, and that was really powerful. He has a lot of people that are basically doing this type of thing. They're creating communities. A lot of people are focused on like personal branding to create communities around people that are after the same kind of purpose as them. So I felt like that was something worthwhile to say yes to. My business partner, Philip, is really into masterminds. Like he's, he's done several businesses before me. Now we are in business together, and we're now doing more than just one business, which is an interesting pivot but um him I like and, it. he basically had his first business gifted to him through a mastermind where he was just like gifted a don't. business basically yeah like a, <laughs> a guy had figured out a model that uh was gonna make like five 10 K a month for just a solo person running like a, a small team of part-time VAs. And he's like, I've created this, I run this, I have bigger opportunities now. But here's basically how you can create like websites for entrepreneurs with this specific avatar, you know, in in a in a consistent way. And that's how Phil broke out of the rat race. was like he was backpacking. What a a legend. (laughs) Yeah. But he found out about this stuff because he assembled the mastermind. Like he's just like found all the highest level people he knew and said, let's all get together. And Phil had no level. He was like, uh just spending all of his savings backpacking across asia after working on like farms in australia like hard manual labor and he was As like i does. want to figure this out who is who's the best at it let's bring them all together on a consistent basis and that's how he found his first business so that was like a compelling story
1: that's lit how did you and philip meet then was it through a mastermind or how, how did y'all get uh how did y'all come together
0: Uh, We came together through Ultimate Frisbee. I freaking way. I was taking these four-hour buses from the village I was teaching in to Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is um, a big metropolis about the size of Kansas City in northern Thailand. So it has like a good mix of like international people and expats, like people that used to live in America and now live there, and a lot of Thai people that are pretty westernized, so they speak good English. They kind of know how to exist around you know, American. So it was a good mix of people. And Phil was coming in as this backpacker, he had this big beard and like messed up hair. And he'd been living I'm on some you. like Island with like a tribe, like fishing every day with like <laughs> uh, in Indonesia. And he just rolled up to Frisbee. We had the same talent and skill level. He calls me his nemesis. Like we were one-on-one. Um, I don't know. did that for a couple of rounds and then went to dinner together and sat across from each other and just couldn't stop. Hang it, wanting to hang out, and know more about him, and I was like, felt like there was just a lot of resonance there, and yeah, that's cool.
1: How do you guys uh, maintain now that you're back in uh, the old U.S. on 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 the U.S. soil? Like, what is it you guys try to do, or how do you maintain that? Because uh, I mean, I've it's, it's crazy that you mentioned Thailand specifically, because I'm some of the like the coolest books I've ever read in relation to like neurotechnology, because where I really see brain tech and neurotech going is. Having a community like you're describing, but then also imagine being able to like inter- interlock brains, like where you and I can talk brain to brain as we're, as opposed to having to, like you mentioned language is a barrier. Brains aren't a barrier. We all have a trillion synapses in our brain, right? And so like, we could get a feeling for what they're trying to communicate and learn language instantly. Like, And so it's it's really cool to where you could become like a, like a, like a ecosystem. Like every cell of your body has an entire system of s- microcells inside of its cell that work together Like or uh, even bigger, like organ systems work and communicate with each other. And so, mm. uh, and they have a way to do that with like endocrinology and like brain and the immune system. So it's just like, it's really interesting. A book I'm reading is literally about Thailand, and it talks about Thailand and stuff. It's like this whole futuristic thing. I won't I won't digress too much. But point being is that you can interconnect their brains so that you're not only just like individuals that are working together as an organism. Like you can be separate and not separate at the same time. If we could all connect our brains and things as well, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would love that. That. That's like one of the barriers that I found was like, I don't know how to say what I want to say to this person or listen to what they're trying to say to me, but you can feel this essence as this eye contact, this body Mm -hmm. language. It's like, I see you, you see me, we Mm -hmm. are vibing on the same thing, but the depth just can't quite get there. That would be great if you could solve that problem.
1: I mean, that's, that's a 80 or 90 year problem that I'm working on here, brother. But, uh, I (laughs) I mean, that's really where I want it because that's why create a human AI operating system to unite humanity and shift human evolution. Cause I really feel like, I mean, I just can't believe it. Sometimes like I just look at people are always like, Oh, do aliens exist? I'm like, aliens have probably come down here and are looking at us. Like you guys make global decisions individually on a planet that you all live on. What the hell? Like how on earth are you this divided as a globe? However, you're making decisions individually that can affect everyone else on the globe. It makes no sense. And so it's like, how do we unite everybody to make a global decision um, and global communication through our brains? Like the whole system could know, just like your body survives, like the, the globe could become an interconnected uh, network of brain nodes <laughs> that can then work together. Like, at, like imagine the city that you're describing, but like a whole globe that could be interconnected in that way. Absolutely. Um,
0: just think what we could do. Like
1: <laughs> How crazy would that be?
0: That would be incredible.
1: How do you maintain what you uh, found in Thailand here? That was the biggest thing I was curious about. Like all the peace, love, harmony, (laughs) things like you get back to U.S. and I feel like we have a different vibe. Like it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. What's next? Yeah. How we can go bigger, how we can make more money. How can we, like, how do you maintain that equanimity?
0: I don't think I've done a great job at it. Um, I stay tapped into like this, like having a podcast every single round, every two weeks, three weeks is just super refreshing for me. I try to have a community. So like I live with my business partner, Phil. I live with my brother, Bryce, who's also our third business partner. We The three of us co-founded our company. I live with my wife. Yeah. We live with uh, Galena, who's a 20, she just turned 23. She's a Russian Asian, Asian Russian immigrant, like from Siberia, that has been with us since almost the beginning. Yeah, and it's kind of sad for me. She's actually moving to Hawaii and wants to be open ended about her plans. But she's been a really part, big part of creating the community. And then I live with uh, uh, Bobby, who's like on my in my business and just went through a, a divorce breakup thing. And he's landed here for who knows how long. So he lives in our guest room right now. We try to have guests through as well so like philip is really connected to shamans in peru he's like done a lot of plant medicine and ayahuasca stuff he um helped co-found and invest in a center there in the amazon and so he's had like people come through to do ceremonies for us which is really interesting um so we do like uh we did house like ayahuasca ceremony was really cool i try to do like um spiritual development stuff so i'm like a I'm trained in meditation and yoga a lot. When I was in Asia, I did a five-day Vipassana meditation and a 10-day Vipassana meditation. And then I also did a month-long yoga teacher training in the birthplace of yoga in Rishikesh, India. And so that just became a big part of my life. And so I try to, as a leader, try to sense when the energy needs to be shaken up, when it's gotten too much go, 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 too much individualism. Um, let's bring our community together. Let's do a reset. We like circles. So we do like men's circles, women's circles, house circles, where you just kind of share what's been on your mind, what's on your emotions. Um, I also have a master's in education. Like I, I pursued that before I full time committed entrepreneurship. So I kind of learned how to hold like reflection circles, ask questions, go deeper, make sure people are on their authentic path. A lot of it's just like having awareness that when things get off track. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah like you said the culture here kind of sucks you into like money and movement forward and progress and not as much of like the moments uh, and now but i think i have enough resources in my life from my past and from like my present meeting people like you just helps me see a, a new future i'm still married to my wife from thailand so i spend every day with her and she brings me right back into that space she's not like all the time productive like always wanting to be productive and grinding she's very happy and mm-hmm. just lay around with our dog and like feel our lives again. That's nice. I think a, a masculine feminine balance is important as well in business. It's really easy to fall into the masculine of like more scale, grow yeah. more money mm-hmm. living with my wife. And then also Galena in the basement has been really valuable. They have always have insights about when the energy's falling out and then they want to like cook for the house or clean the house up or reorganize the garage or just change the living room space. And, where it has a new like feng shui, these types of things have been really valuable. I live in that's community, cool. so like I get to be in the community vibe every single day.
1: That's cool, is there ever uh, any butting of heads or things like that that happens inside uh, when you guys are in such enclosed, or like a business meeting that moves over to personal and it's like ah, like that kind of stuff or is it?
0: Yeah, that's been one of harmony? the challenges. It's been a lot of harmony, but I think right now like it's it's kind of shifting. It's been a while of us being in this environment. So a year and a half ago, we got really blessed with this house. The three of us co-founders and my wife, so four of us were living in 800 square feet, half of a duplex that we were renting. And then from there, we, we found our business found this house that's like 4,000 square feet on five acres with a swimming pool, a finished basement, lots of bedrooms, bathrooms. And so we just started to invite key people in our lives into our house. And then we host events and stuff. And so now we're, I think we're kind of settled into like patterns of being here. And it's starting to feel a little bit small in certain ways. I think like, uh, so Galena just made this announcement last week that she's going to be moving to Hawaii to do, uh, she's going to live on a permaculture farm and do a yoga teacher training. Um, And she wants to be open-ended about where she goes next. So she's like not committing to working with us again or living with us again or being in Kansas City again, which has been really hard on me because a lot of my neural programming has been like, oh, this girl's in my life you know, for this vision. Mm. She's because she's wow. very bought into like what we're doing. And she's done so right. much for a year and a half to like, really like, surrender to this mission and this vision, and have a heart for a community and serve our company and grow things. And she's been, you know, she's been my personal branding person on Instagram and stuff. So it's a hard loss for me. But one thing she's saying is like, she, she's been in this container and she's like, learn gain so much self-awareness about Mm -hmm. like herself and she realizes like she needs to to, in order to contribute ever again to this or something like this she needs to know what her own goals and her own reasons why are and as a 22 year old Uh, this is like what she's been immersed in she wanted to kind of understand what was authentic for herself so in a certain way i think she like wants to kind of expand beyond just the community, which is something that is also valid in, in this space. So allowing for more of that to happen, too, and not just trying to control everyone to do this community only is another like layer to this to figure out.
1: Right. Yeah, that's got to be tough. That's a lot of responsibility on uh, one person's shoulders uh, mm-hmm. to kind of try and manage those types of things. I'm sure your wife's uh, dad, who started Whole Village, probably felt some of this stuff do you ever talk to him about some of these things that happen or like some of the things that he had to manage or navigate as he was building a literal village?
0: Um. Yeah, I did a lot in the beginning in person. I should do more of it. That's a really good idea to get back into doing that. Um, I remember like a, he did a lot of traveling to other villages, to other communities, to talking to community leaders, and then bringing um, back the knowledge and resources into his space. And then he mm-hmm. had like, a core group of people that were basically plotting out land and they were like building like programs with the Thai government to get agriculture going and and things of this nature. So he was yeah. like, he was gone a lot apparently from it, which I haven't been, I've been in it a lot. And so there's, there's that element to consider too, which is like, when I spent that time with Elliot in Miami, he's like, Oh, you've got to meet a mentor of mine who lives in Costa Rica. That's doing this big living community where it's, they're living off the land and it's permaculture and they're doing like camps for adults to come find their purpose. I'm like, I, yeah, I would love to do that. So that's kind of where I think I need to be heading to um, soon ish is like getting into other communities and seeing what's going on there and bringing them back to this.
1: That sounds like it'd be fun and super, super helpful for uh what you're trying to do is to so you can expand so mm-hmm. that's got to be tough though feeling like you're missing or losing a family member almost with your friend that's going off to hawaii but uh i guess i learned something from a from a monk that's a mentor of mine uh ramon i freaking love that guy when he talks about like the whole on, which is like an infinity symbol and it's it, one half of the infinity is individualism and the other half is like group or like being together and like, you've got to keep that in balance. And sometimes once I get so big, like on the community side, that you the the individual side is like shriveling. <laughs> and so you've got to keep that in the balance and is what he kind of describes. And he helps us with our team, like balancing that kind of feeling and energy oh, wow. inside the teams that I work. And so he just reminds me of that all the time because <laughs> I'm very much like a people person. I'm like golden retriever of humans. Like I, I could be in community all the time. But even even I need time where I'm alone and in individual personal relationships with my family and all this stuff. And so it's that's kind of a concept that he makes me, he already had me think about, or has me thinking about a lot. Yeah,
0: that's a good time. reminder. I think that's what was happening to her, which like we were just, we were really heavy on the community and the group thing. And then I feel like I figured out a lot of my individual journey. So now I'm doing the golden retriever of the group all the time and I love it. And I don't really have this giant appetite to go and do a solo trip by myself right now but i mean she's been witness to like my journey and like i've given her my testimony a lot and helped coach her through decisions and she saw how valuable it was for me to go away by myself to foreign land and find out my purpose and in some way like she's basically courageously advocating for herself to do that and i'm who am i to hold her back from it like obviously i don't love it for myself but like It's extremely good for her girl. She's 23 years old. That's when I was, you know, leaving and taking off. So I'm trying to put myself in that perspective.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, in some way, you probably inspired her to do this subconsciously or maybe even consciously, but subconsciously for for absolutely certain, like, hearing and writing, especially as you're doing your social media and around your story a lot. Like, I I bet there's some some conscious pieces that you've uh, put in there uh, that have honestly led to some of these things, which I don't. I think it's good. Like, I think it's Mm -hmm. cool. So that's badass.
0: I wanted to ask you about, um, when he tips her, you have around, like, I just felt like, I don't know when I, upon reflecting, like I put too much of my heart into her. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm hurting a lot more than I should be from like her leaving. I should be like fully cheering her on, and supporting her. But a lot of like my mental habits have been around, like, well, what's my vision? How can I communicate to her? How can she show people? How can we have a conscious event around that? What kind of community can get gathered from there? She just has such a, the vibe and essence and the visuals. And like, I don't have that co-creator person anymore. Yeah. And and like, it was fun to be like kind of her mentor in a lot of ways. Like um, she has a lot of the same, like zest for life I do and I've gone and done it and she hasn't. And so she would ask me lots of questions and I like that dynamic. And I'm really, I'm grieving over like that being gone. Like as a neuro person, like, what do you recommend I do to like move forward and move on? Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, a lot of the stuff that I work on with people is uh, helping them understand they're made of many parts. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So there's the self and I'm sure some of this with your background, you will absolutely get this. Um, But like the self is like that internal parent, your internal leader, that talks to all these other parts and you've got uh, managers, which are like trying to control everything in the present and are trying to make sure that the future is the way you want it to be. You've got firefighters that are like react and distract. So it's like addictions and like drinking and like all sorts mm-hmm. of panic attacks, suicidal thoughts, different things like that, or firefighters, and then exile, which are like emotions that you want to push down and get away from you. And you don't want to feel um, And so, balancing out those parts with the self, Um, which is a lot, I'm sure, is meditation and those types of things. Like the self is connected and curious and courageous. So some of the stuff I ask people to do is talk to that part that's grieving. Ask it what it wants you to understand. Ask it how old it thinks you are. Like ask it uh, what is afraid. Like what's its biggest fear? right? That part of you that's afraid, ask it like as Tanner, as I call I call it self, capital S self, like as self, go to that part and talk to it <laughs> Like as it's, as it's like a, a younger version of Tanner. Like, was there a younger version of Tanner that something like this happened or something like this that made that version of Tanner scared in relation to the grief, right? And that's why it's sad. I'm going to keep you sad. So that X thing, right? You, you never know. I've had so many conversations with people's parts and Like I hear suicidal parts tell me that I didn't want you to suffer. And when I ask, well, what would you rather do if, uh, because they were seven and the only thing they could do, that was one of the only things they could do, right? And I've had people who have panic attacks that, uh, or depression, because depression, that part of them that's depressed is trying to keep them safe by not leaving the couch, because if they go out in the world, they'll get hurt and they got hurt when they were 12, those types of things. And so being able to talk to these parts that come up. Um, and feel them. Let them be there. As you know, with meditation, like it's not about like get away, get away, get away. It's like emotions come up, thoughts yeah. come up, and it's like back to breath, back to center, back, and, and bringing back to like getting to yourself. And so, talk to it would be the biggest thing that I would suggest. And ask it questions. Like come, like a curious, compassionate inner parent to that part of you that's grieving. That part of you that maybe is a little bit scared. Like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to? How am I going to handle this? Um, and that, or that anxiety that comes up, like I, th- this was a key piece to everything that was going to happen. Yeah. And what I is found what is anxiety feeling. makes you believe that the problem is bigger than it actually is. And it also makes you believe that you have less of an ability to handle that problem, but that's not true. Like mm. you have, you I mean you were in timely and walking around going all over the place, bro. Like if anyone on earth can figure this out, um, you can, right? And being able to get back to yourself and back to this community and put energy into like yourself, you will start to be able to bend reality and attract those things towards you, right? You'll be, if you have all of these events all the time, you don't think there's one person that's going to come in that is similar to this person, or could um, also be a mentee to you, or you, you could be a mentor to them. They, they could be a mentee of yours, or mm-hmm. someone that could help you with your social media and that kind of stuff. Like even my brand manager Gwen helps people. Like her goal is to help people expand their purpose, and she works with people, some of the biggest creators in Kansas City, helping them expand their purpose and that kind of stuff. So like even the serendipity of us talking and Gwen potentially being able to help you could be like something that could be like a serendipitous moment as well. Like there's so many things once you like connect with yourself, talk to your parts and then just start to bend reality and bring those things towards you. I feel like, I mean, that would be some of the biggest advice I could give um, when I, when I talk with people.
0: Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And then I remember when I was at your event, you talked about like, what was it like 84 days or something like to change neuro connections? Oh yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed is like, I don't know. I I guess it's probably like three, four months ago. I started seeing signs that she was wanting to like start disconnecting. And um, I kind of responded by like wanting to like persuade and convince and get her to stay here more. And, you know, (laughs) and then she was like, well, I want some time off and we gave her time off. And then it was like this, we haven't had the right vibe for like about that time, 84 days or so. And Mm -hmm. so now I've had like 84 days of like mentor chattel chatter. That's like, peppered with anxiety and fear and loss. And now there it literally is happening that she's going to be doing this. So how do I break free of like that cycle that has now become this like weird like one of my first thoughts waking up, one of my last thoughts going to bed? I'm not used to like someone living in my mind like this, but it's been happening. How do you get out of that?
1: Out of uh, the anxious or like the rumination anxiety type stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, that, take, I took a lot of things personally, like, well, what if I had done things differently or said something different or made a difference? Like, in a lot of ways, it's like a breakout. Like, what do you recommend sure. about this?
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is pretty common, especially uh, high functioning people like, our, like you, like ourselves. We take them personally. The hardest part is like relationships are like a fish trying to hold on to a fish right you squeeze the fish too tight it pops out and goes away if you don't hold on tight enough it falls back in the water and figuring out how to hold just right is is Ah. is a process um and so first of all forgive yourself like fuck dude like you're 31 there are 50 60 70 year olds that don't know how to keep talent and keep people with them and like they're still trying to figure that stuff out like that's huge like that's that's that takes a lot of practice not even I'm good at it a lot of the time as well. Right? So I would forgive yourself, first of all. And then second of all, talk to that part. I, so my my anxiety's name is Mamba, uh, the roller coaster. You're in Kansas City, so you know the yeah, roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I named my anxiety Mamba. And what people do a lot of times with anxiety is like, uh, get away. I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. Like, And they shove it down, shove it down. But it's like pushing a beach ball underwater. You can push and push and push, but it's going to erupt back up and the thoughts are going to come up and these things are going to pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, the other example, like with anxiety, especially, because if you keep pushing this way, it's like throwing a toddler that's throwing a tantrum into a closet and then running away. It's going to make it so much worse, right? And so people are so aggressively, I don't want to feel you anxiety. I hate you. Don't talk to me. Don't be here. Don't make me feel panicked. Don't make my chest hurt. That it makes it worse um, and it makes the thoughts come up more. And so- uh, especially with anxiety, um, and so being able to name it. So I name my mamba because excitement and anxiety in the brain are very similar. And so I name it Mama, and I welcome, I welcome it. I'm like, what is up, Mama? Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you showing up. I know you're trying to protect me, right? So anxiety is almost always trying to protect you from something in the future. And anxiety is almost always a manager, which is like trying to control what's happening today and what's happening now to protect you from pain in some way in the future or suffering in the future. And so. It may be making you think these irrational thoughts, these scary thoughts, these things you might be thinking about all the time, but you can absolutely talk with it and ask it like, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to understand, right? What is your biggest fear? Um, And then you can start to ask it um, uh, what you can do in the future to help it so that you can start to pull yourself out of, because anxiety blends really easily. So what I mean by that is like, you have yourself which in the self, I've got the eight C's. The self has eight C's and the right here. The self is always curious, compassionate, calm, connected, creative, courageous, clear, and competent. Those are the eight C's. So if you're not acting in one of those eight ways, you're blended with a part. So the part of you that's anxious blends with you and takes over your beliefs, your actions, your urges, your thoughts, your feelings. And so what you can do is you've got to build a relationship with that anxious part of you. And you've got to start to help that part of you understand, Hey, Tanner's got this. I've got this. I know we haven't talked before and I don't, we haven't talked much and you probably don't trust me yet, but I've got this. Like I know so many more things. I've learned so much from this experience (laughs) that in the future, I promise you, we can handle this differently. We can work through this differently and start to imagine that an anxious part of you is literally like a young Tanner, a young kid that you need to go and be a parent to, um, or a leader to nurturing give it compassion, Make, be curious with that part of you so that it can start to feel like it doesn't have to throw up the defense walls. Because right now all it's trying to do is protect the self because it's like, okay, can or can't do this. Me protector, anxiety is going to protect us. I'm going to do this, right? And so it's like yelling and screaming and making you think these things. But if you go to it to, as that nurturing parent and you can start to have that conversation with it, it will start to build trust with you. You will start to build trust with it, um, and it will start to trust you to like be the self leader and live more in self, and figure out these things that you need to figure out. Because the self is naturally connected and courageous and clear and confident. And so, if you're acting from self, you will find the other person that you need. You will achieve the community and the dream and the vision and your purpose, if you can act from self. Does that make sense? That's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's super clear. Yeah. This ang- anxious feeling has been so foreign to me. I haven't really felt it for a lot of years. I don't even really feel mm-hmm. it in business very often. Like I just tend to know things are going to work out. I have a lot of faith, <laughs> but yeah, it's been here recently, and it feels like a uh, this really powerful force that I don't. It makes me want to stop working, stop progressing, like just sit and feel and wonder what's what this is about and try. To, I've been trying to learn the lessons of it, and there's been several that have resonated with me. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'd be, that.
1: I'd be happy. I mean, it, if you want, I'd be happy to walk you through an interview with the anxious part of you. we have to do a podcast, but maybe jump separately. And I'd be happy to walk you through having a learning how to talk with this part of you and figure out like what's going on. And oftentimes, we can find a lot of relief from doing that. So I'd be happy to do that if if you're down.
0: Yeah, I'd be very down. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, I love doing it. It's part of helping people become more self-led. That's my biggest thing. Like imagine if everybody was always curious, compassionate, calm, connected, creative, courageous, clear, confident. Imagine if everybody's like that all the time. Like we are all living from self. That would be that'd be a cool world.
0: <laughs> for sure. Cool. Do you always do this stuff really well on yourself?
1: No. Uh, I'm learning to do it. I've got my own coaches and therapists and things like that as well. But um, that's been taking your own medicine as a coach is hard especially as someone that can talk about this stuff. like, um, And the hardest part for me is like it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. So no matter how much I know, I am inside my own bottle and even you Tanner could see is- my issues better than me. Even though I'm a neuropsychologist that knows this stuff, you could see my patterns better than I could for the simple fact of perspective. You have a different perspective. You're outside of my bottle. And so learning that lesson um, and being able to learn um, how to go back and heal, especially as a guy, you kidding me? Kumbaya on the force sitting there with a, a I don't want to do that. And right? you get that natural, like those, and I'm an athlete. I played in college. I've got that, like, just screw it. Let's just keep going. If it, the phone's not sticking out, I'm not stopping. And so sure. some of those, those parts of me, I have had to build relationships with um, my emotions. That's a huge piece for me um, is getting back in touch with my emotions and figuring out what, I didn't have a, a traumatic childhood, right but everybody has traumatic moments and so going back and figuring out ah okay, sometimes I would rather lie about something to be honest about it, which is a, a reactive child thing, right I'd rather be like, no, no, I didn't I didn't I didn't do that thing or even if it's little tiny things because I had to do that when I was a kid otherwise like my mom or dad would get frustrated with me and yell and scream. and so that those little where I'm not being clear, Right, so my myself is not clear anymore, and so I've got I've got to be more clear. Where I, I have a people pleasing tendency, that's a, a big one. Like people pleasing, I've, I've got a hero that I created for that, dark that helps me. Uh, it's like Tony Stark to help me beat my people pleasing, and that's a lot of the work I do with people. I help them build heroes that replicate one of the eight C's, and so for me, clarity <laughs> is sometimes hard Just stating what I want feels bad for some reason almost like it's like ah i'm being selfish or right? it's about other people it's not about me like but again it's that hold on you've got it self and other self and other self and other and so that's uh some of the hardest work that i have to do so i'm not perfect at all i don't try to be, I pretend i'm like a saint in any way again i when i work with others i have an outside perspective and so that's the biggest thing but at the end of the day the problem and solution are inside of you i'm just here to ask questions like i'm sure you understand when you work with your team like they're freaking struggling with something sure. like bobby comes up and me like i'm freaking out i don't know what the was going on and all of a sudden tanner's like well try this if you try that if you try that and you're outside the problem so you as tanner can come to have that right same thing um so i don't view myself as above and i'm absolutely on my own path as well
0: awesome thank you man well yeah i want to thank you time and i I, it sounds like we got a follow-up one to do so uh, yeah it's probably an appropriate place to wrap up for now i appreciate you being here and going through that that exercise with me is yeah that's a lot of clarity i really like the yeah. You speak with such specificity. You use these like nice images, like that fish one I think is on relationships. <laughs> it's a good one to be thinking about. I really respect the the technical and scientifically driven parts of you. That's not, those are parts of me are not nearly as developed. Um, and so it's really cool to see someone that's not just all in the soft, artistic, touchy feely side. You actually have like some like hard tangible ways of of achieving these things. Um, Yeah, it's a really special blend that I think is going to take you really far.
1: I appreciate it. Further together, (laughs) if you ask me, I I appreciate what you're up to as well. It's cool to hear someone building communities and things like that, bringing those eastern vibes i love that especially in kansas city like i've been sitting here thinking like where is everybody in kansas city what's going on and literally connecting with you has been uh, rekindled a passion for me like especially here in kc so that's been uh it's been awesome to see the leadership that you're uh, doing inside your community <laughs> not everybody does that um very few people do that i will say so good work i'm proud you should be proud of yourself <laughs>
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to be connected. We live in the same city. This will be fun to get to know each other.
1: Hell yeah. Let's do it in person next time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's get in person.
1: Cool. All right, bro. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for being here today. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or is there something we can help you work through to figure out and reach your purpose people of purpose is here for you just send us an email or a message on facebook if you want continued inspiration subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our insightful guests do you have any friends that might enjoy this podcast bring them on board as a podcast subscriber and if you want to actually see the guests behind the voices as well as receive daily inspiration Follow the podcast and journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast or at People of Purpose on Facebook to join our purpose-seeking community. By joining, you will know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose news, and receive regular tidbits inspiration I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness intentionally filtered by me to nourish your path to purpose. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please post a review wherever you listen to it. Doing so will not only help us to grow, but will also allow your voice to be heard and who knows who you could inspire. Cheers, and here's to becoming.